We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopeton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking with Joey Blackburn, maker of the short film Pieces of War. Plus, we will be reviewing Iron Man 3, Monster in Paris, and Koala Kid. So to start off the show, we have with us Kiefer, and we are going to be talking about the new film Iron Man 3. So, Kiefer, how are you? I am good. Awesome. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? the third installment of the Iron Man series. Okay. Tony Stark is back as Iron Man, and after fighting with the Avengers, he faces a new threat. We faces a new threat, the terrorist Mandarin, played by Ben Kingsley, and we also have Aldrin Killian, played by Guy Pearce, in an epic battle between good and evil, and Tony Stark has to is facing the anxiety of keeping Pepper Potts safe, but also learns that it is the man that makes the suit. <laughs> so what did you think of this film? I thought it was an intense, non-stop action movie. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. I feel like this film was very intense. It was two hours and ten minutes of pure... Not pure action. There were definitely breaks in between, but lots of action, lots of emotion, um, a fair bit of comedy, and um, especially considering since it's an Iron Man film, and I I actually found it surprisingly pleasant um, that there was quite a bit of comedy in this film. So what do you think of the special effects and the 3D in this movie? The special effects is Mm mind-blowing. The way the suits move, look and fight is just phenomenal. Yeah, And they just keep getting better and better each time you see them on screen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you think that um, the special effects and 3D in this film were superior to the previous two? Uh, Actually, they thought they were superior and also they were they were the suits had better design they moved more slowly than the than the previous films so yes yeah absolutely um 
Well, the cinematography was by um, John Toll, who is like the director of cinematography, and I thought he did a very incredible job portraying everything that was going on in the film and um, capturing it very artistically and definitely sticking towards the feel of, you know, comic books and the whole Superman feeling. So do you think you had a favorite scene or a favorite character in this film? Yes, my favorite scene has to be the final battle. The action mm-hmm. in this scene is larger than life. When you see different suits fighting each, fighting the villains, you just want to get up from your chair and just just cheer. It just keeps you to the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. Um, my favorite scene was definitely the end when you see all of the suits that Tony Stark has been building as his quote-unquote hobby. And I really liked this because he was so... I don't know. I just thought it was funny that he he all of a sudden had all these different suits. And I thought it was very interesting to see all of the different suits. They reminded me a lot of like Transformers because they all sort of have the same model, but then different abilities and different sizes. And I thought that was really cool that there were some that were massive um, and some other suits that were like typical human size. So I thought it was very interesting to see all of the unique designs. Yes. So do you think you have a favorite character? I do. My Favorite character is Harley, played by Ty Simpkins, a boy who befriends Tony and helps repair the Iron Man suit. He is a bright, independent, and a little so much, a little too much like Tony. And when you put them together, the two when you put the two together, you get nonstop laughter. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. He was also my favorite character. We have a lot in common with this we movie. Do. I thought Ty Simpkins, who um, plays this character, I thought he was incredible because he, I mean, Tony's character um, is, like, Tony Stark himself is very, um, I don't know, he's really full of himself, I guess, because he is Iron Man and he's this yes. rich, smart dude, and um, he he's often sort of like the dominant character when it comes to interactions with other characters, and I feel like you know, this young boy that he befriended had the same amount of spunk and, like, sassiness. I, I, and I thought it was interesting to see a child matching, like, the spunk of Tony Stark. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think of the emotion behind this film? It was definitely a very emotionally driven film since Tony's whole goal behind this film wasn't, you know, politics or anything or it, it was pure revenge on, you know, his girlfriend and Pepper Potts, the one that he loves, you know, trying to keep her safe. Uh, so what did you think of the emotion behind that? I thought the emotion in this film was fantastic. Tony Stark, you feel the anxiety he's going through of trying to keep her apart safe, but ultimately failing at some point. And you feel the, the, the driven revenge he has to, he, he's going through in this film. And with the other characters, same thing. With Pepper Potts, she's a better character than the previous films. She's more developed, and she has a very lovable and likable personality in this film. And her emotions in this film are are amazing. I love it. It's great. Absolutely. I agree with you. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. 
And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton. And today we will be talking with Joey Blackburn, maker of the short film Pieces of War. Plus, we will be reviewing the new film Iron Man 3, as well as Monster in Paris and Koala Kid. So right now, we are talking with Kiefer about the new film Iron Man 3. And we were just talking all about the emotion behind this film, how it's a lot more complex than the previous Iron Man films. Um, so Kiefer, I was wondering what you thought about I, I sort of felt like it was excessive references to the Avengers in this movie. Did you notice that? Did it bother you? Or did you think it was, you know, warranted? I noticed, yes. I noticed that there was quite a bit of references from the Avengers. If you didn't see the Avengers, which a few of you haven't, but if you didn't, you wouldn't be entirely lost. The film does get you a little bit up to speed, but it doesn't really bother me. It it mostly just, if I've seen it, so I don't think anyone will be very lost, but they may need to ask a friend saying what was up with that part of the, part of the movie, so mm-hmm. it didn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I personally, afterwards, I was talking with my dad and my brother who went to the movie with me, and I was kind of conflicted about it because it did bother me. Like, I kept noticing it, and it makes sense because the film Iron Man 3 does take place, you know, shortly after the Avengers and after, you know, Loki was trying to invade the world through New York and whatnot. Um, so it is, like, consistent. Uh, it is it is chronologically consistent with the fact that, you know, it's the same dude, it's the same series of events. But I do feel like the Iron Man series stands alone apart from, you know, the other series. And I don't know, I just kind of felt like it bothered me. Like, I felt, I don't know, it just seems like a separate movie to me. And I didn't think that it should have included so many Avengers references. But that was honestly my only problem with this film, because I thought this film was incredible. Yes, but again, I think it's it didn't bother me very much as it did to you. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I didn't like the movie The Avengers, and I'm like, don't bring Iron Man down with that movie, please. Like, don't even. <laughs> um. So, what do you think the age group for this film would be? I would recommend this to actually eleven and up, mm-hmm. because it may be PG thirteen, but again. The bad language in this film is really low, and the intense action is not too intense for that kind of age range, mm-hmm. and the emotional level won't, I don't think, for that age range will get them too down. I mean, of course, they'll be like, no, but they'll still be able, they'll still handle it, and they'll still be able to enjoy the film for what it is. Yeah, I agree with you. I would say 10 and up, Um, you know, there's only one year age difference but yeah i'd say 10 and up because i agree with you uh there is hardly any language i mean it's not really any different from the past iron man films and i feel like there is a lot of action and a lot of violence in this film but it is like superhero types of violence i would say and so i feel like if you've seen if you haven't seen any of the previous um Iron Man films and you're below the age of 10, I wouldn't recommend seeing this first because it is one of the more intense ones. But if you've seen all the other superhero movies like Thor, the Hulk, um, Spider-Man, Iron Man movies, this movie's like right up your alley. The only thing to look out for is it is kind of emotional and a little bit sad. That's like the only thing I saw with my brother and that choked him up a little bit. But otherwise, I feel like this is a pretty uh, wide age group for this film. Yes. So how many um, stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? 
I would give a five out of five stars. But if you did, if you're a diehard Marvel fan, such as myself, you read the comics, you love it so much, there is a surprising twist to the film that the Marvel, the diehard Marvel fans would be disappointed with. But my other side saying it's genius. So even with that little disappointing twist, I'll still give it five stars for how great it is. Yeah, I'd say five stars as well. So is the comic book twist different from the film twist? Obviously, I don't want to give away the film twist because I thought it was brilliant as well. Um, but was it different? It was definitely different. I'm not, I, again, I'm not going to give anything away, but they yeah. played as a joke. And it's hilarious. Uh-huh. I was laughing at this, but in my back of my head, I'm saying, but this is not true to that. And that's, and the fans are going to be a little disappointed for that, but... When you think about it, it's it's kind of off and on. You, you're disappointed by it, but you're not disappointed by it. So mixed feelings about the twist. Absolutely. I mean, I thought the twist was clever, and I'm sure that I would be a little bit shocked if it was different from the comic book ending, but I feel like it was very clever, and I enjoyed it, so I'm glad that they did a little bit of a spin off of the original twist. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for talking about Iron Man 3, but definitely go check out this incredible film. It hits theaters on May 3rd, Um, so definitely be sure to check it out. It is incredible. It is funny, very action-filled, and it is the perfect uh, installment for the Iron Man series and Superman series. So, Kiefer, thank you so much for telling us all about this film. Thank you for letting me. No problem. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hill-Beaton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are reviewing the films Iron Man 3, Koala Kid, A Monster in Paris, and interviewing Joey Blackburn on his short film Prayers for Peace. So right now we are talking to Canella and Jerry t- about the film Koala Kid. Thank you for joining us today. So how are you both? I am very good. Thank, Thank you for having me on the show. And I am very good. <laughs> You're welcome. So... Jerry, the film Koala Kid, also known as Outback, is, I think, I saw the previews and I thought it was a great film. Can you please tell me about it? Well, it's about a white koala named Johnny, and if you don't know the natural colors of um, koalas, it's not white. So he was teased by the other animals for being different, and this was very upsetting for him, as you can imagine. Nobody likes being teased. So... He joins a circus, and he goes through many problems, but comes out and realizes that it's okay to be different. And at the end, he, bas- he, saves, he saves somebody live. Oh, so it's kind of like you're different, so you just have to... You're different, so you just have to prove to everyone that you can do something. Because, I mean, I, I know that we all have that problem with the whole being different and thing. Yeah. So I, do not, I don't think so. I actually think that you can be no, unique no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter who you are, you can be unique. I don't think you need to prove yourself. Right. Well, I'm not saying we have to prove ourselves. I'm just saying that in this film, he's proving himself. Yes. So, Canela, how mm-hmm. do you think the plot went? Was it smooth to you? Well, there were some twists and turns. Like, most people, if they just saw, like, the, like, ad just, like, hanged up in a movie theater, they might just think, oh, it's a playful cartoon for, like, three-year-olds. But it's not. It's a funny, cute cartoon, but there's also some action and suspense involved because there is an evil character named Bog who's a crocodile, and he's scary, well, to me. And I think younger kids might be frightened with that, so. Yeah, because I'm scared of crocodiles, too, so (laughs) it's okay. So, Jerry, Scott Clevenger was one of the, like, one of the writers for this film. How do you think this film was written? Like, how do you think of it as as your thoughts-wise? I thought the script was was written very well. There's a lot of humor that was positioned great and on his journey on Johnny's journey you could see that he did a lot of mistakes and acted like oh I meant to do that 
and just the timing yeah. of how he said that was completely perfect. And the sarcasticness yeah. of some of the other characters were also very good. It's like, I meant to do that. <laughs> My friends say that all the time, so I totally get where you're coming from. Um, Canela, Time Curry is one of the voices in this film. How do you think their performances were? Tim Curry or all of them? All of them. Well, I could really believe them because some of them were evil. For example, Tim Curry was an evil character. Yes. And I could really believe their actions. And even if I haven't watched the movie and I was just listening to like a tape recorder, I could tell they're evil just because of like the way they're saying it and their Well, I guess they're good at their job. Yeah. And I, I get, yeah, exactly what you said. <laughs> exactly what you said. <laughs> okay, so both of you, I believe, interviewed Jenny Poulos. How was that at the L.A. Zoo? It was uh, very fun. She, uh, she, ga she gave me a bit of a rap song that she did, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Um, sorry, <laughs> messed up. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today we are reviewing the films Iron Man 3, Koala Kid, A Monster in Paris, and reviewing, I mean, and interviewing Joey Blackburn on his short film, Prayers for Peace. So let's continue speaking with Canela and Jerry on the film Koala Kid. And this film is a cute little animated film with action and suspense and comedy. So, Canela, yes. what is your favorite scene? Hmm. Well, my favorite scene is probably, well, I love the wombats because they're just tiny and cute. Mm -hmm. So obviously one of my favorite scenes has, has to have them in it. <laughs> so, it's basically, so Bob the crocodile is like resting in a pond, like a spring, mm -hmm. and the little wombats come in with like bamboo snorkels and sort of like circle around him and like capture him with a net, but then without any ease, he just sort of shakes them off and they, they sort of just fly away. <laughs> Like, like flying wombats. Yeah, flying wombats. What yes. about you, Jerry? What's your favorite scene? I would have to say my favorite scene is the, when they've reached their first obstacle. It's trying to get across your rigidity bridge, which basically gets destroyed. And then he accidentally makes a tree into a bridge by putting too much pressure on its roots. And he does the thing, oh yeah, I meant to do that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> another one of your favorite lines. So, along, while we're on the to topic of favorites, along with the favorite scene, you have to have a favorite character. So, Jenny, what's yours? Me? Yes. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, I thought you said Jenny. <laughs> um, well, I do like the wombats, but I also like Miranda because she's sort of sassy, and I can totally relate to that and she's also like tough and she's not afraid to speak her mind and she'll not let anybody into her life until she approves of them can you so, also relate to her yes i can see those are the best characters the one you can relate to 
Yeah. Jerry, what's your favorite character? I would have to say Charlotte. She's Miranda's sister. I can relate to her because she, she, she's kind of suck up. Uh, <laughs> she's kind of suck up when uh, Johnny becomes an accidental hero and she has a crush on him. And I can so, so relate to that when uh, I'm being a suck up to somebody just because I think they're all so powerful. <laughs> Yeah, my friend does that with the teachers. They're just like, hey, you have a great time. It's really funny. <laughs> so how is the animation, Jerry, in this film? I thought the animation was fantastic. You could see at the beginning it was a bit awkward, but later on it got, ri- it got really cool, really. Is that what made this film likable to you? I wouldn't say so. I would say... The, the characters they they chose and the actors and actresses they chose were fantastic, and um, but what even better is just the storyline itself. It's so cool. That's cool. You like everything about this film. So, Canela, how many stars do you give this film out of five? Um, five out of five, cause it's just like so amazing and it's colorful, which can speak to the mind of teens and children that aren't teens and because if you like walk past an app uh, and you see a preview for koala kid and it's in black and white it, it would be um uh, much more exciting if it was the exact same thing in color so yeah. i think that sort of just adds a mm, to the story <laughs> <laughs> a little sass to Emphasized. it yeah so, Jerry, how many stars do you give this film? Four out of five stars. And why is that? Because at the beginning, you could see that they tried to cram about, like, instead of ten minutes of scenes into five minutes, like they're creating a short film. Then later uh, on, it's like they realize they're creating a feature film, and they then skip as many lines. Yes, because sometimes they're just like, oh, we don't have enough time, but we have to cram it because we're not cutting a scene. So we're just going to cram it, and then it just looks like it's fast playing. So that's really weird when they do that. So what is the age range? What age range do you give this film, Canela? Um, I'm probably 6 to 16, so very wide, because as much as it, it has a lifelong lesson that all of us could use in life. Mm-hmm. But it can also be really suspenseful and scary, like I said earlier. That yeah. might, it could be intense for younger kids, even though it's just like a cartoon that can be friendly. But still a wide variety of choices. And I think it's a good movie to come back to when you're like 16. And be like, oh yeah, I love that movie. And you'll still be able to watch it with that same interest. Yeah, that's cool. I love how when you can see movies and then, like, years on, you can see them again and remember. Well, Canela and Jerry, thank you so much for talking with me today and telling me all about Koala Kid. Thank you for having us. <laughs> You're welcome. Here. Thank you. And it is now available on DVD, so go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to talk about Pieces of War, and we have with us Joey Blackburn, who is the creator of this film. So, Joey, how are you? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Thank you for being on the show with us. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about this short film? Like, what it's about, basically? Yes, just what it's about, basically. Well, really, the two themes of it are chess and war, and really what it is is it it's basically like a literal, it's literally like a chess game at, in a war zone. Like we got, we got a general who's shouting over a walkie-talkie at his men. You know, the chess pieces are taking enemy fire. And I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of a, cute sto- a cute story that I thought of when I was going to college in Monterey. And I thought it'd be really fun to do and put a lot of work into doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically taking the idea of chess and war and mixing them together in a three-minute film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very creative and very unique, and um, when I first heard the title, I thought it was going to be all about, like, you know, war and whatnot, and that it was going to be really serious, and I was very pleasantly surprised when I saw, like, the chess pieces, and I thought it was very unique. So what gave you your inspiration when you decided to create Pieces of War? 
Um, well, it's weird because I remember that I was trying to come up with a movie about chess. Uh, well, here, here's the thing is that I originally made the film for a competition and the competition mm -hmm. had three rules to them. The first one was that you had to re, you had to use one shot three times. You had to have one person play two different characters and you had to reuse a line of dialogue. And that was kind of like, you know, why we had the guy playing two different characters in it. But, um, I wanted to make a movie about chess. Like, a guy, I wanted to have a guy playing himself at a game of chess. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of weird because when you make a movie about chess, you do, like, all kinds of research on chess and whatnot. And, um, like, try and get ideas or something. Like, there has to be some sort of deep, like, philosophy to chess in your movie, which was kind of weird. I don't know. I think students overthink stuff like that sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's kind of what I was doing. But, like, eventually, I, I don't know, somewhere along the line... It wasn't anything like like I saw a movie or anything like that, but suddenly it, just the idea of war and a guy shouting at chess pieces and everything came to my mind, and I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work, but I'll do it. And I did, and the budget for the film was probably about $50. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I really, cool. I really yeah. enjoyed the film, so I think it's awesome that it was you know, a $50 budget film because it was, yeah. it was very good. It was very well done. So you didn't have really any prior experience with chess or a deep love for chess then? No, I, I played, I had actually uh, played chess a lot and competed in competitions when I was in junior high school. Um, and was kind of getting a little bit back into it at the time. Like there was one of my friends who I'd played chess with in college and, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, let's see. I mean, yeah, that basically answers your question, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My yeah. parents are always trying to get me to play chess and I'm like, I have no idea how to even begin. So your film made it look very, very interesting and possibly a lot more, you know, action filled than it may really be. <laughs> so yeah. how long did it take you to completely finish this short film? We shot, there were four days of shooting technically, but most of them were like pickup days. The yeah. funny thing is that the, the script of the film is like so different than the final product. Like when I had a script, I was like realizing so many things weren't working that were originally in the script. Mm -hmm. Like the guy who he talks to was like originally the enemy. Um, we try, had to open it up. I tried opening it up in like a slower fashion where it was like, you know, the pawns move out of the gate and. It, it it had a different feel to it, so I ended up totally remaking the story in editing, you know? Was there any specific reason why you changed it, or was it just sort of going with what felt right? It, yeah, it was basically that. It, it, mm -hmm. some, a lot of the stuff didn't feel right, and I mean, it was really a good experience for me, a good editing experience for me. Like, I learned a lot about editing at yeah. the time, um, and just kind of creating a story, and... Yeah, really just creating a story, you know, like I get a better sense now of what, what does and what doesn't work when I'm writing a script or shooting a film and I'm editing it in my head, you know. Absolutely. I think that's really what makes a good filmmaker is when you're open to change, like even if you have something that's, you know, what you think to be set in stone, as long as you're willing to adjust it to what feels right, I think that's definitely what makes really fantastic filmmaking. Definitely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. 
And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And right now we are talking with Joey Blackburn, maker of the short film Pieces of War. And we have also reviewed Iron Man 3. We will be reviewing Monster in Paris. And we have just reviewed Koala Kid. So right now we are talking with Joey Blackburn, maker of Pieces of War. And it is a short film about chess and war. And it is very unique and very funny. And I loved it. Uh, So good job with that. Uh, Your your film was recently accepted into the Kids First Film Festival. Are you excited about that? Oh, definitely. When I saw that my film got into the festival, I was uh, quite pleased. Yeah. I, mean, I hadn't really submitted it to many festivals, and I made it, I technically made it about two years ago, and it won first place at a competition. That what, I told you I made it for a competition. Well, it won first place yeah. at that competition. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, then I was like, you know, I think that this is a mistake that a lot of film students make is then they'll be like, oh, I'll try and submit it to Sundance, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like the only festival that they actually submit to, which is my case. I submitted to two festivals, didn't get into either of them. And then, you know, recently I was like, why don't I like try submitting to something that I think is more of a niche? And in this case, you know, I thought maybe a kids film festival would be very uh, interesting to try and get into with this be- because I feel that kids really enjoy it you know it's very it's very it feels very colorful and animated you know for a live action film absolutely so what were some of the challenges as well as rewards for you while you were creating this piece challenges and rewards um let's see i mean it's a film it's like when isn't there a challenge i guess there's a challenge yeah. with the actors there's a challenge I mean, there's funny challenges here and there, like like weather. Like, what I told you that we shot four days. Um, one of the days it was totally foggy out, and that didn't match any of the footage that we had prior because all the footage was like sunny. You know, it's like, yeah. and I like that better. But you know, there's the, the, one of the final shots that we used was it's a shot of the knight in the foreground and him in the background. And he's out of focus, and it's like totally white. And that was the only shot that we used from that foggy day, even though we shot a bunch more. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's a challenge because I've done like filmmaking just for school and whenever the weather is different and you're supposed to be filming the same scene like the problem with continuity is such a challenge and you can't really change that you know so I think it's awesome that you stuck through it because I really liked that the weather was sunny in the background I thought that it made the film complete I feel like yeah yeah so how long have you been interested in filmmaking um I was a senior in high school when I decided that I wanted to be a filmmaker, actually. Mm-hmm. And what was something that motivated you to begin or to learn more about the craft? Well, it's a very specific story, actually. I was watching a... I had Netflix and was like... I watched a bunch of movies every now and then. I was do, I'd been doing drama a lot. I was in a bunch of plays in high school. and um, I got like an old movie uh, through Netflix, and it was like... Um, God, now I'm like product placement. <laughs> it's, um, I got an old movie called Unchi and Andalou, and it's like a 16-minute silent experimental film made in 1929. Uh-huh. And Salvador Dali worked on it. Luis Buñuel is one of my favorite directors now, directed it. Um, and, it, you know, I watched it, and I was like, you know, it's cool. It's all right. And then I decided to put, like, a song to it, like a, a song that I thought was very trippy and surreal with this experimental film that is also very trippy and surreal. And it was like, yeah. I put the two of them together, it was kind of like, you know, how when you watch Wizard of Oz with uh, Dark Side of the Moon and they like work together really well. 
mm-hmm. was kind of like that. Like the two just mixed together so well and it just blew my mind. And it was like kind of taking video and sound and putting them together. You know, the fact that I, I mean, like I didn't create the video, I didn't create the sound, but I decided to put all of them together. For some reason that just clicked in my head like, like I can do this. Like I can see how, like I could see how sound and video collided, you know, even though it wasn't like I made either of the sound in the video, it just felt like, like I knew that I could do it, you know? Absolutely. So do you have any advice for young filmmakers or people that might be contemplating getting into filmmaking? Well, there's one, there's one number one rule that I've learned uh, if you're trying to become, like, if you're trying to make it in the film industry, and that is basically never piss anybody off or, <laughs> like, never, basically don't burn bridges. Is Yeah, is absolutely. Burn bridges. Yeah. Absolutely. Networking is a very important thing, no matter oh, what yes. form of entertainment you're into. Yeah. Well, so. unfortunately, we're out of time for talking about Pieces of War with Joey Blackburn. But, Joey, thank you so much for being with us. And, guys, go check out Pieces of War. It is very well done and very funny. And it, you guys can check it out at the Kids First Film Festival. Again, Joey, thank you so much for being with us and telling us all about this film. Okay. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we are reviewing the films Iron Man 3, Koala Kid, A Monster in Paris, and interviewing Joey Blackburn on his short film, Prayers for Peace. So right now, we are talking with Jaylene about the film A Monster in Paris, and I've seen the previews for this, and they are just amazing, and I can't wait to see it. So, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I haven't seen this film, obviously, so can you please tell me about the plot? So, this movie's about two friends, um, a guy named Emil and another one named Raul, and basically they sneak into this professor's house, and they mix with all his chemicals and accidentally create a seven-foot-tall monster. So, wow. what they basically did was that um, they, there was a flea on the shelf, and they basically enlarged the flea into a seven-foot-tall monster, and <laughs> It's loose in the streets of Paris, causes tons of mess. But then they figure out that the monster's not that bad of a guy. He's actually really sweet and has a kind heart and actually would never hurt a fly. So then (laughs) they have to fight to stop the government from trying to kill him. And in all, it's a hilarious movie, and I loved it. Yeah, it's like, see, because automatically people think monsters are bad. Not all of them are bad. Exactly. (laughs) I get you. With this plot, did it keep your interest? It did, because every second you were like, oh no, like, they're out in public. Will, will they find out that he's the monster? Because they always had the monster in disguise. So yeah. at, every mi- at every moment you were like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> Suspenseful. <laughs> so in every film, I have a favorite scene. Do you have a favorite scene in this film? I do. My favorite scene was when they're in the professor's house. And they're testing out the chemicals. And see, the professor has this pet monkey named Charles. And he's super smart. Like, he's like the little security guard. And he always keeps these cards, like cue cards, in his in Charles and the monkey's um, jacket. So mm-hmm. just in case he needed to say something, he'll pull out a card, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I thought that's why he was so intelligent. So um, they're mixing all the chemicals, and they're testing them on Charles the monkey. So they're mm-hmm. testing this opera chemical on him and Charles starts singing like an opera singer and then they test this emotional chemical on him and he starts feeling all lovey-dovey and it was hilarious. It's like, Zap, you're lovey now. I know. Zap, you're happy now. See, that'd be amazing because we would just wake up and be all like, Zap, we're going to be happy today. Exactly. That'd be cool. I like that. <laughs> we should make it together. It'd be, it'd be like a selling thing. It should. <laughs> So, do you have a do you have a favorite character? My favorite character is Charles the monkey. <laughs> he is just hilarious, and he was in the entire film. He kind of became Raoul and Emile's pet. They kind he kind of followed them around to help uh, save the monster, and he was kind of like their sidekick, kicking <laughs> butt together. So it was really funny and cute. Is there any other reason you like him? Because some people like characters because they relate to them. Do you relate to this character? Well, he is a monkey, but I could <laughs> relate to his personality. Like, he didn't talk at all, but just, like, he makes silly facial expressions, and I make silly facial expressions. <laughs> He's funny and smart, and, well, I'm funny and smart. <laughs> and um, 
I've always wanted a monkey, so I thought <laughs> he'd be cool. Like, I would love to have a Charles the monkey. Yeah, I should buy you one. Be all like, here's your monkey. I know. <laughs> so, how's the animation with this film? The animation in this film is really good because, well, it's a 3D movie, so it even made it even better because it felt like it was popping out at you. When 3D they were, makes everything better. Yes. When they were in the water um, and they were splashing, it felt like the water was coming at you. And all the, the animator made all the characters' personalities really pop. Like if they were mischievous, they'd have this big hunchback or be really tough. Or if she was like angelic and shy, she'd be really like skinny and small and frail. Really cute, yeah, and small and frail. It was it was perfect. That's cool because sometimes they're just like, yes, this guy is um, afraid, but he's all big and tough, and it just doesn't make sense sometimes. I'm just like, no, this is not how it's supposed to go. I know <laughs> this is not the how it's supposed was to go. Really good in the semi. I enjoyed it a lot. I guess I would, too, since we're obviously so much alike. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are reviewing the films Iron Man 3, Koala Kid, A Monster in Paris, and interviewing Joey Blackburn on his short film Prayers for Peace. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jaylene about the film A Monster in Paris and we were just talking about how it would be amazing like it's amazing that they can tune into the emotions and characters of the actual characters and bring them to life in animation so we were just talking about that so every movie has background music what did you think about this background music I actually liked the background music in the movie. Well, the movie was placed in France, so it had this really French feel. So the music was uh, sounded like it was French. And the music that there was a singer, one of the characters was a singer. Her name was Lucille. And she sang like songs that, that were in French. And it was really cool because this, this film is originally in French, but they translated it in English. And I really oh. thought it had an amazing French feel to it. So I like yeah. the music, too. Yeah, I always like films that are out of the country because it's like, it's like seeing what they like in films and what they think of films. So I think it's really cool. So besides the government, because before you said the government is trying to catch the monster but besides the government are there any other villains there is um there's this um, ambitious commissioner and he basically wants to hold off the killing just so that he can go out and kill the monster on his own to make himself look good like what he's doing he's trying to scare the entire public making news flashes that there's a giant monster loose in paris just so that he'd look like a hero um, oh. to for every for everyone else, and he was just horrible and mean. Yeah, I, I don't like it when people do that. Like ever, other things happen, and they're just like, "Yes, I take the credit, and and I do this and I do that." So I think that's a good villain, though. So who do you think this film appeals to most? Like the age range? I think the age range would be six to fourteen. But um, I'd still watch it, like, even if I was older and younger. It's a very good family movie because it is funny and there is action. So it would be, it'd be a good family movie to watch with everyone. So it's basically a good kids and family film. Yes. 
Love those. <laughs> so how many stars do you give this film out of five? I give this film five out of five stars because it had me laughing the whole time. I was never bored. It was really amazing, and I actually liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you liked it more than you thought you would? I did. I thought that it'd be a little bit, like, kiddish or yeah. for little kids or something silly. But actually, it was really, really intriguing and intense, and I liked it. Yeah, sometimes I on the weekends, like, I watch, like, really kiddie really shows like Dora and stuff like that. So I have a time <laughs> to watch those types of movies. That's true. <laughs> so usually when monster films come out, they're, like, scary and dark. But not all the way dark, it's just scary and stuff. So was this film scary in any way? It wasn't scary. Well, there was, like, parts where it was intense. Like, mm-hmm. the monster was sitting in an alley, in a dark alley, and it's raining, and all you see is a shadow, and he has spikes. But then, like, he sits down, and he starts singing. Like, it's beautiful, because <laughs> when they mix up all the chemicals, um, the opera chemical fell on him, too. Ah. So he has this amazing voice, and that's how he meets Lucille and gets connected with everyone, and... That's why it, it wasn't so scary. At first, it was like, oh, my gosh, are we going to see what this horrible monster looks like? Yeah. And he just has the face of a flea. And <laughs> <laughs> just the face of a flea singing opera music in an alleyway. Yes. Just your everyday. <laughs> so did you find any messages or morals in this film? Definitely. The message in the movie is never judge a book by its cover. Everyone, when... Automatically, when you think of monsters, you think of mean and cruel. Well, he was sweet and kind and loving, and he wouldn't hurt anyone. And that's why Lucille loved him so much. And she knew, at first she was scared of him when she first saw him and, like, ran inside, locked the door and (laughs) hid. But then she heard him sing and came out. And when she came out, he didn't do anything to her. He just stood there and looked at her. And that's when she saw how he was really nice and... Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Looks like, deceiving. Yes, because people people do that. They, they're they just like, oh, she's mean and she's weird, so we can't hang out with her. But she would be really nice to hang out with. Exactly. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for talking with us today, Jaylene, and telling us all about the film A Monster in Paris. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's available on Blu-ray and DVD, so please go check it out. It's amazing, obviously. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.
these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 